Aloha. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Exercise. It's good for all of us at any age, at every age. But what if you have a medical condition that makes it harder to do activity without worrying about falls? Or maybe you don't have the same control of your muscles like you used to. Well, today we are joined by Mike Turner from Orthosport. He's in the studio and he's seen success with a lot of patients who have major conditions, things like severe arthritis, Parkinson's, balance problems, things that might make them scared to actually do some activity or certainly to go to a gym. And we're going to talk today about some ways that you can safely keep yourself moving so that you can stay healthy over time. There's certainly everything to be said for trying to avoid hip fractures and or other types of accidental injuries that can put people in the hospital. And as we all know, that's where all the germs live. That's where complications can happen when you're in a hospital for a prolonged stay and hopefully not having any issues with blood clots and infections and all sorts of things. So the goal is to keep people healthy and not injured. And the person who's going to help us talk about that today, Mike Turner. Welcome to The Body Show. Thank you, Kathy. It's really nice to be here. Now, we've talked before, and you told me some pretty amazing stories of people who have conditions that normally I would say, oh, it's not possible that they could go exercise. And you've actually talked about stories of people with, like, Parkinson's who are boxing because it helps them with their footwork. Tell me more. Well, there's a there are a number of... Uh ways of working with people out there that have more severe conditions, uh, whether they be conditions that affect your, your motor skills, your balance, your coordination, or even just pain in the joints that might uh, predispose you to uh, taking a tumble. You know, if your knee hurts bad enough, uh, it doesn't matter how strong you are or how much balance you have, that that sudden jolt of discomfort is enough to sometimes take you down. So, we are able to work with folks in a physical therapy setting. Physical therapy is what, you know, the business that I, I work for is Orthosport Hawaii. And we kind of provide two different sides of that coin, if you will. The first is somebody who's been injured, so working with them in physical therapy. Maybe they already took a fall, and they're trying to get recover from that and then make it so that they don't have the likelihood of having another fall while they get better. The other side of it is the medical gym. And the medical gym is basically something that we will work with people who are trying to be healthy and want to stay healthy or do something preventative for themselves, but they don't really have such a severe issue that they need formal physical therapy. You know, they're not, they don't even qualify maybe for physical therapy. And it's much better. It's kind of like going to the dentist and make sure you don't get cavities. You know, it's way better to be preventative and get yourself going and working with some things that might help you not take that fall and rather than to wait until your bones are so brittle and your balance is so gone that you end up really getting hurt and having to start from way below, you know, ground zero in a physical therapy setting. So let's talk about the medical gym component. You know, I'm always humbled. You know, you go, and, and I clearly don't go enough, but I, I do go to the gym. And I've gone to certain classes, and I've I've watched other people on machines and said, oh, that's how they do it. I can do that. And then I go on the machine, and I've actually had some really smart folks say, you're doing it wrong. That's That's not the way you should do that. And they were kind enough to actually stop me to say, you can't just look at the pictures. You don't know what you're doing. And then if you add the 
complexity of someone who has a medical condition, whether it be severe arthritis of the knee or some other kind of condition, maybe epicondylitis or tennis elbow or something that would make them think that they couldn't do a particular activity. In fact, what may help them the most is using some of those machines, but knowing how to use them correctly. If you have severe knee pain, like you mentioned, and you use some of the machines that are supposed to strengthen your quadricep muscles, but because of your knee pain, you don't use the machine correctly, you could actually be hurting yourself even more. Absolutely. I mean, knowing how to exercise your body in a way that is going to be constructive and not inadvertently have adverse effects. And it's, it's what we run into every day. Clearly, that's our business. But when, when you're dealing with somebody who's having uh, pain in a joint or in a muscle or any soft tissue of the body, we have what we try to we, – we describe it as a therapeutic dose of loading – Right. Mm. If you if you take a muscle or a bone even that's been broken as it's healing in order to be stimulated to really heal up strong and sturdy and be functional for you again, you have to at some point start loading it again. And when you load it, there's going to be a certain amount of load that's going to be constructive or therapeutic. If I load that bone enough, it's going to make the body lay down more bone tissue. If I load the muscle enough it's going to make the body stimulate uh, growth hormones and whatnot to, to grow bigger, stronger muscles. And that's what the whole working out or going to physical therapy is about, is getting finding that therapeutic dose of loading without taking it into an overload where you actually do damage to the tissue, maybe refracture the bone or re-tear the muscle and cause more problems than you're solving. And the only way that you can really arrive at that therapeutic dose of loading and is, is with a professional guiding you. And so having a physical therapist or a medical fitness trainer, whether you're in a physical therapy setting or a medical gym setting, uh, work with you to design a program around your specific issues. That's and that's really the key. It's the personalized approach because you may think that you can go do legs today or arms today mm. at the gym or whatever it may be, but if you're not actually utilizing all the muscles or you're imbalanced and you're only doing anterior legs and nothing posterior, you're going to have a problem and you may not realize it. I mean, I'm a medical professional and I am not a personal trainer and there are plenty of things that trainers could teach me about how people can exercise their body. I see it when it's injured. And I'd love to help people to not get to that point. What are some of the common medical conditions that you see people do very well with the medical gym approach? Well, one of the things that we offer in the medical gym setting that's different from your standard gym is we have small group classes. And the small group classes are they're a little bit more diagnosis specific, I think is the best way to think of it. Um, we have, and, and they're pretty small groups. I'm talking eight to 10 people, not a, gr a room full of 40 or 50 people. So they're very well supervised. And we have, a, for instance, a class where people will work on, we call it balance and bones. And it's a, it's a class where we work on challenging your balance in a safe way and building bone density. Those two things tend to go together. As we lose our joints flexibility, we become a little stiff in the ankles and in the neck. And we start to become less, and we don't even realize this, we're losing it, but our, our balance is slowly creeping away on us because we don't challenge it in daily life very often. 
And the bones start to also become more brittle at the same time. And it's kind of the unfortunate perfect combination for a really devastating injury. If you're bad balance and you've got brittle bones, you fall down and there it goes. So we have a, a small group that gets together two or three days a week and we put them through their paces with a, me- a medical fitness trainer that knows how to stimulate the bones to build more bone density, how to challenge the balance in a way that is safe and yet effective for building improved balance. Um, it's, you know, not everybody qualifies. I have to say that out front, too. We often will get calls from people or people drop in and go, oh, I want to join the balance and bones class. And we, we have to put them through a screening process first to make sure that their balance is at least sufficient to be safe in the class. And it's not unusual, not unheard of for us to take a person and just in a five minute screen, we can tell them, I'm sorry, you are way way too high on the risk scale for for taking a fall. We can't allow you to participate in this level of class, but we can help you, but you're going to need to start in physical therapy or maybe one-on-one with a trainer until you can pass certain benchmarks that say, okay, now you're safe to participate in this class. Well, and it makes sense because you really don't want to mess with balance and then unfortunately find out you don't have good balance. All right. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Mike Turner from Orthosport. We're talking about the medical gym and physical therapy and how that combination can really help people to keep themselves steady, balanced, strong, and lead healthier lives. We will be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors Chaminade University, Inter-Island Solar Supply, and Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and today we're talking a little bit about how to stay in good condition despite whatever medical challenges you may have. Now, right before the break, we just talked about a balance class, and you'd have to actually qualify to get in it in the sense that, you know, we've all seen people, and I've I've seen some patients as they get older who really seem to have some trouble with just staying upright. You stand up and your joints get stiff, and you kind of might not have the balance that you would need. These are not the type of exercises you would want to try and do on your own. I mean, I could only imagine, Mike, that... People could have some serious problems with falling and injuring and having some issues. Tell me how you handle some of those things at Orthosport. You mentioned that there are people who may not qualify, meaning they have to do some therapy first. What are some of the qualifications for physical therapy? You know, it's not just everybody who can say, hey, I have a joint problem. I want to do therapy. There are some specific goals, and there's a fairly scientific approach on how to engage someone in physical therapy, monitor progress, show that they're improving. What are some of those qualifications that people would need to start a physical therapy program? Uh, Really, if you're having any degree of pain uh, in any of the joints or or limbs that's limiting your function, that's probably the the number one easiest way to say, okay, go to your doctor or even just an urgent care clinic and say, you know, I'm I'm really having discomfort in my knee or my back every time I stand up out of a chair and, and walk. Uh, and I heard that physical therapy might help me, they'll make the referral right away. The physical therapist is is the best person to kind of write up and encapsulate what is it that's wrong with you that qualifies you or, or doesn't qualify you for a physical therapy regimen. The evaluation is always something that's covered. 
And so once we get the evaluation going, and any physician can, can refer for that, we will get back to the physician and we'll explain thoroughly to the patient that, you know, you have got this balance issue or you have this strength, lack of strength, or you have this specific functional deficit that we can work on with you. Um, if you don't qualify, we'll also tell you that and we'll say, you know, your balance, yeah, you do have a problem here, but it's really not so bad that you need physical therapy. We think that you would do better just to start into our balance and bones group class in the gym rather than going into formal physical therapy. And as I said, there are very straightforward measures that are well accepted as far as, you know, the, the Berg balance scale is one of them that we frequently use. It's a, a quick five-minute assessment. Um, there are other ways that you can qualify for physical therapy, too, that don't necessarily rely on pain. Most people think, I have to have pain to go to physical therapy, but balance issues don't hurt until you Not fall. Not until you fracture, right. <laughs> right. Not until you so fall, So if you're worried, if you're finding yourself taking, having what we call near falls, where you, you stumble a bit and put your hand out frequently during the day on the wall or on a piece of furniture, and you know you keep tripping over your own feet, um, but you don't fall down, but there, you're, you're, you can tell Close that you're enough. flirting with it, right? Sure. That's the time when you need to go to your doctor and you say, you know, I, I heard about this ability to improve my balance. I'd like to hear know more about that. Could you please send me to a physical therapist so that they could take a look and see if there's things that I could do? Um, balance alone is such a huge issue that we deal with, and everybody goes through life slowly losing some degree of, of balance and strength, right? And the, the sooner you become preventative and proactive about curbing that, the longer you're going to be functionally independent, that you're not going to be having to have caregivers and, you know, be in the nursing home or assisted living. And, I mean, nobody looks forward to that. The longer we can push that off, the better. Um, so getting on the I'm going to stay strong, flexible, and, and well-balanced bandwagon earlier rather than later is really what it's about, Let's talk a little bit about some of the myths. You know, sometimes I like to myth bust. And some things that people have concerns about are that if you do physical therapy for a joint that might hurt you without truly knowing the diagnosis, meaning my knee hurts, I don't know if it's arthritis or if there's a tear or there's something else going on, that doing any type of physical therapy exercise could be more harmful than it would be beneficial. I don't generally see that people get worse with therapy. You know, I usually don't see that therapy hurts people. I see that therapy helps people. Are there certain conditions for which you must establish the diagnosis before you try therapy? I think that what you would need to do is establish that the reason the person is there, when somebody, I see somebody as a physical therapist, there are a number of criteria that we call red flags that are very easy to pick out and we're able to pretty expertly determine if something is musculoskeletal in nature. If it's not musculoskeletal, then we are going to be able to determine that in your very first visit, and we're going to refer you to a physician immediately, and we're going to send a report to that doctor that says, you know, this person's shoulder is hurting them, but I can't reproduce that pain mechanically. I can't load it in a way that makes it start to hurt. And it just doesn't fit the normal patterns of what we think of as a, a muscle or a bone or a joint problem. Can you please look deeper and see? And sometimes it'll end up being a, a, GI, a gastric problem. You know, their, their gallbladder isn't working right. There's a whole number of things that can make, that can masquerade as physical problems. 
and certainly we screen for those. But if it is a physical problem, if it's a musculoskeletal issue, we are going to be able to help it in some way. Now, as to whether or not what we do is able to be completely curative, whether it's able to be preventative in nature, or whether it's sort of a, well, let's just try this and see, is it really all that it boils down to? Unless it's a, a fracture, I mean, you can adjust the intensity of your treatment to be very, from anything from very gentle to extremely intense, and you're going to be able to err on the side of not hurting somebody. And generally, there's always a benefit to be seen. And that's really what uh, the point is, is that if you don't know if what you have with your shoulder <clears throat> is maybe a tear of some kind of muscle in the rotator cuff, or it's just tight shoulder or something along those lines, you may still benefit from a physical therapy evaluation because the evaluation is not just, hey, do I have an exercise plan to help you? But it's also diagnostic and you can help determine what the etiology may be. And even after a few sessions might say, you know, they're not progressing the way we would expect for someone with this condition. Maybe we have to take a closer look. I've gotten a lot of <clears throat> referrals back from therapists that have said, hey, this patient may need further testing, whether it's an x-ray or some other advanced imaging study, because what we're doing should be helping and it's not. Mm -hmm. So we've got to look careful and look closer. And that it's not that we should hold back on the therapy to wait until we get the advanced imaging. It's that, like you mentioned, the therapy could do something really good and in some cases help stabilize the problem so that it no longer causes a limitation of function. I, I would go even one step further than that. I would say that, and you'll hear this all the time, where, where patients are eager to get the imaging done. They want that MRI. They want to know, they want to see in there and see what's going on and be told, this is your problem. And they're frustrated because they're told, well, your insurance is not going to authorize that MRI until you go to therapy for six weeks first. And there's a reason for that. And we try to explain this to people. The vast majority studies, more and more studies every month come out that show that doing six to eight weeks of conservative care, physical therapy, simple exercise, flexibility, and strength work is going to take care of the vast majority of problems without ever needing to do any advanced studies or imaging. If it doesn't, then it may be worthwhile going ahead and getting that imaging done. But at that point, even, even at that point, often the person is better. They're not all better, but they're significantly better. And when you go to get that imaging done, what you're really doing is you're saying, okay, so maybe I get the imaging and they're going to tell me one of two things. Either there's nothing in there that I can fix or I need to be cut on and have surgery. And unless you're ready to go have surgery then stick with the therapy and see if it keeps getting better. You know, well, and no harm done. And I no think harm that's done. The other that's key. really it. You're not going to harm your knee if you do strengthening therapy exercises. In fact, if you end up needing to go to surgery, the stronger you are and the better range of motion you have, the better your outcome is going to be. So it's no time wasted. It can only be beneficial. And, you know, and if you end up needing that surgery, you're way better off with your outcomes after. Well, and I find it curious because when we talk about the low back, that's another area where imaging is something that has often been done. And plenty of studies have shown that you could do a back MRI on 100 individuals, just randomly select them, and you will find abnormalities in more than half of them. But they don't have any symptoms. So if you go with no symptoms and say to someone, hey, you have no findings on your MRI or you have all these findings on your MRI with no symptoms, you may in fact induce them to start to 
baby their back, not do things the way they should, and then start to develop difficulties and weakness because they're afraid because <clears throat> somebody said, hey, you have a disc problem. And in fact, they never had a symptom of that ever. That not every I- imaging is a static point in time picture of your anatomy. It is not a functional study. It does not show you what your body does when you move. Because when you're doing an MRI, they tell you don't move. (laughs) So you can't really see exactly how your body functions. We're going to talk some more about some of the ways that you've had some success. And I want to hear some stories of some of the clients that you've helped when we come right back after this quick break. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here with Mike Turner from Orthosport. And we're talking today about Ways to keep ourselves healthy, balanced, exercise, and do so the right way. We'll be right back. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to contributors Bush Consulting, Sacred Hearts Academy, and Urgent Care Hawaii. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm here with Mike Turner from Orthosport. And we're talking a bit today about how physical therapy really is not going to hurt you. In fact, it really can only help you. And even if you have something that doesn't get better with therapy, you haven't harmed yourself by doing some exercises. Now, I want to hear about some success stories. One of the curious things that I think your particular location has available is the best healing way and the only way or place in this world that I can be gravity free and weightless, which is in water. Have you had some folks who have had success with some of their treatments, whether it be balance treatments or even just physical movement by getting in water? The water is just an amazing avenue for so many different kinds of diagnoses. I think that people often think of aquatic rehab or getting in the pool, and immediately they've got the, uh, oh, it's going to be cold, and I just don't want to put my head underwater, or maybe I'm not a good swimmer. And that's not what it's about at all. In fact, the the vast majority of our, of our patients come in, uh, and they never get their head wet. And they're upright the whole time. You know, they're standing in the water, walking in the water, moving the, the quote unquote water weights through the water uh, to generate resistance. Um, it's, a, it's a phenomenal modality for dealing with joints that don't do well under a load. So, arthritic uh, back pain folks, any, basically hip, knee, and back arthritis thrive in the pool. Um, we have a lot of our balance clients, the ones who are so unsteady that it's really not safe or they're not strong enough to challenge them effectively on land without them falling down and getting hurt, we will stand them in the shallow end of the pool, perhaps with some flotation around the waist, to help give them a little bit of a support, and they're all of a sudden, they're able to do it. They're able to really challenge their self without any fear at all of hurting if they fall. You know, whereas if they were to try to do that on land, it's over. I mean, they're going to fall, and instead of getting wet, they get hurt. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it really, honestly, I think there's something healing about being in water. And it doesn't have to be salt water. It can be chlorinated water. But it takes away that stress of what's the worst thing that happens if you're, if you're, lose your balance in a pool, you get wet. Well, that's kind of nice. I'll be honest. It's sort of a nice feeling and refreshing and it's not freezing water. So there's certainly a benefit to be had for that. When you think back to your many years of experience, are there any particular clients that you think of and go, wow, 
I can remember when that that guy or that girl first came in and look at how much further they got as time went on. Absolutely. I mean, there's, a, there's so many stories I could tell you with that regard. I think maybe staying on the pool idea, I can give you two specific instances that I've seen, not with just one patient, but several people with similar circumstances. It is not unusual at all for somebody to be told that they need to have, that they're coming up on the need for a hip or a knee replacement. They'll go to the, the surgeon. The surgeon says, you know, you're going to need this sooner or later. Uh, it'll, get, it'll get bad enough that you'll come to me when, when you're ready. You'll know when, you, when you're hurting so bad you can't handle it anymore. Come to me and we'll replace your hip or your knee. The longer you can put that off, the better. That's pretty much the message you're going to get from any orthopod with regard to hip or knee replacement. And so the patient, then, then they'll suggest physical therapy and they'll, because they know that the stronger you make the muscles that support that joint and the more flexibility you are, the range of motion, we call it, that you maintain in that joint, the longer the joint's going to stay functional for you and less painful. So we have people come in and basically the order of the day is, I was sent to you for physical therapy. I don't want a knee replacement yet. I'd like to put it off as long as I can. What can you do for me? And we have had people that had never gotten in the water at all before they come to therapy for this. And they will get into a regimen in the pool where they're suspended by a float belt around the waist. So it's, you're basically vertically upright, but you're not touching the floor of the pool. And you're able to jog or run without actually touching the ground, just the Up running the motion, right? Or to do various types of kicks and whatnot, again, without ever touching the ground. And by doing that, you're stressing the muscles and in a th- at a therapeutic dose, and you're also moving the joints and lubricating the cartilage, which is extraordinarily healthy, health-inducing for the cartilage. The, the motion is the lotion is what, you know, what we, we like to say. So when they get in and they do this, they start to realize that if they get in and work hard for an hour, unweighted with their hip or their knee or their back really moving it, that they have 50% less pain the whole rest of the day or more. And for a day or two, they feel so good, they can't even believe it. And then it it starts to creep back in because they're loaded by gravity, walking around, doing their thing. And so very quickly, it flips a switch in their brain. And and pain is a powerful motivator. And lack of pain is a powerful motivator, too. I would think, yeah. So they'll, they'll come in after a couple of weeks, and they'll say, you know, as long as I get in the water and do my thing two or three days a week, I don't really have much problem with my knee. If I stop, it starts to talk to me again. So, and I've had people go five to 10 years doing their routine. Wow. And they'll, they'll email me or call me back and go, I just want to thank you so much because I have not had to have any, haven't even thought about having surgery. I'm just doing so great. So it's a wonderful potential that's there. If you have that fear or that, if you, just to investigate it, what have you got to lose? You know, you, you may really put off something that is not necessarily a pleasant thing to go through anyway. And it's not a perfect, you know, eventually, yeah, you probably still are going to need to get that joint replacement. But five or 10 years is a good, a good leeway. Sign me up. Now, how do people find you? How do they find this sort of medical gym component in physical therapy? Where can we find you, Mike? Well, physical therapy is available in a lot of locations, but um, we have... Orthosport specifically is the only uh, group that I'm aware of on the island that has what we call the medical gym piece of it. So for physical therapy, we're in, we're in New Valley, which is almost exactly between Kahala and Hawaii Kai. Uh, that is our main facility. It's 8,000 square feet. It's got an indoor heated saltwater pool 
therapy pool with a chairlift to take you right down into the water if you can't get in on the stairs. Uh, it's covered. There's no sun. There's no wind, all of that. And then in the downtown area, we also have uh, a facility inside of what used to be Clark Hatch Fitness Center in the Topa Building across from Aloha Tower Market Square. Uh, we're in the basement. If you look for the gym, Clark Hatch, or they call it Unique Fitness now, we're right inside of that gym. And we've got a pool there as well. So, Lots of different options for folks to be able to find ways to fit this exercise into their routine and really help themselves for the rest of their lives. I want to thank you for coming on today and sharing your expertise with us on The Body Show. If you'd like to hear the show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org, follow the links to The Body Show. You can also go ahead and find us on the HPR app. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and thank you to Mike Turner from Orthosport, places you can find him. He mentioned already earlier in the broadcast. And if we'll see you next week. We're going to talk some more about healthy ways to stay happy, healthy, active, and on your feet and not falling down. A huge risk for issues medically that can last the rest of your life. We'll see you next week right here on Monday. Woo!